Hello and welcome to episode number one of the Mindful Commerce podcast. In this episode, I, Chrissy, talk to Saskia and Nico from Halo, a creative studio designing and building low-carbon brands. We talk about the disturbing fact that the internet is dirty and every website has a digital carbon footprint. Saskia and Nico reveal some quick and long-term wins to create a low-carbon brand and website. This episode is super fascinating and might completely change your mindset about the internet. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. If you have any thoughts or questions, please feel free to email us at info at mindfulcommerce.io. And as always, the full details will be in the show notes. Hello, Saskia and Nico. Welcome to the Mindful Commerce podcast. So I'm just going to delve straight in with my first question. What made you decide to start offering low-carbon web design as a service? So Nico and I met at Precious Plastic, which was a year-long project based in the Netherlands. Uh, We were designing and building open source machines to reduce plastic waste around the world. And there was this huge community activism project with 70,000 users around the world. Um, Anyway, Nico and I were both on the digital team. So we, um, I'm background UX, Nico's background UI, and we um, actually worked on the digital tools together um, and then yeah I mean it was it was a year of really um, understanding um, much deeper the climate crisis and how and how um, interconnected it is with all of our different types of industries and because we work on the web um, uh, we had some much bigger explorations into it and kind of finding out facts like the internet is actually more of a carbon producer than the um, Sorry, then the uh, all of the plane, all of the um, airlines put together, and and so this is just like not a narrative that we hear around what the internet is, and it really is just a large dumping ground for stuff that has to be powered by basically dirty energy. So um, we decided to um, pair together, and Nico can talk a little bit about it. He has a longer background in low low impact. Um, But yeah, we just joined together because it seemed like the right thing to do. And yeah, it's been a really great response so far. So That's amazing because, yeah, you never really think about your, well, I do now, but I didn't used to think about my impact on the planet in terms of just Googling something or, you know, landing on a website. You just think you can't see it. It's not physical. So (laughs) you don't really think about it. I I think that's basically because of the the story we tell around uh, the internet we talk a lot about the clouds uh, and like it seems to be a way not like a physical thing yeah. but actually it is like it's a big uh, spaces with a lot of computers the servers and it take like a lot lot of energies and even you have to to build the structure like the cables yeah uh, you have to build the computers and, and to charge your devices and charge your devices and and because it's like digital and not uh, something we think physical, we think it doesn't exist. But actually, it's real. Um, yeah, exactly. And it's just, you know, I guess. So when did you first learn about low carbon websites? So I had thought about that, and I don't remember exactly. Uh, but on my side, I think it was like something like four years ago mm-hmm. and uh and then i heard 
the, the fact about like the, the flight uh, industry, the fact the internet is more carbon intensive than this whole industry. And actually in the news, we talk only about flying, like uh, the, sh the shame of the yeah. flying and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, and then when I heard about it, I was like, wow, my God, this is like, <laughs> Mm. Uh, not amazing uh, the opposite um, and I was like wow uh, maybe I should do something about it because it's also my work and uh, yeah it was an idea in my mind like for four years and learn a bit about that and yeah as Saskia uh, already told we, we met last year and at some point it was like obvious mm. we have to do something and work on that more and like uh, and it's also like a great uh, design exercise actually yeah uh, for designers really cool um, it's even more exciting like to yeah to design in another way uh, yeah um one of the people that asked the question is actually a web designer and she's like <laughs> she's on uh, hosts her website on Squarespace and was just like oh no this is really bad um, so she asked the question of you know how what are the simple quick wins that a web designer can do or recommend to their clients to like improve their website that's already up and live so the first uh, thing is the hosting so it's where you put your website mm -hmm. and which uh, server and for that then you need to be uh, the data center need to be runs on uh, renewable energy mm -hmm. uh, you save a, really a lot of carbon by doing that yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like it's not really about the design of the website but more the structure it's like when you're uh, designing a product a physical product it's like the sourcing of your materials let's say it's like the equivalence uh, the equivalence with the website is the the server and the hosting services mm -hmm. um, this is really the first step and um, it's a little difficult when it comes because places like Squarespace, obviously, I don't, I'm, they don't run on renewable energy, and a lot of the really big, big conglomerates that exist on um, in the internet space, um, kind of, they're not very transparent around how they actually um, use energy for their data centers. So it's a little bit tricky um, when it says just, you know, we obviously use green hosting for all of our projects, but yeah. when you're using services like Squarespace um, or other ones, um, it's very hard to have control over that, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but yeah, the hosting is the most important thing. For example, there is a lot of services using Google Cloud platform. Mm -hmm. uh, I think actually Shopify use it. Yes. And uh, Google is claiming they are like 100% green. But in the meantime, for example, they, they help oil company on their job, um, like to, to perform even more. So for us, that means like Google is not green. And also they got data centers uh, in the world where like not running on green energy and they they claim they are green just because they like uh, compensate yeah uh, they offset the emission and uh, we don't we don't think is the the way to do it like no. we, you can't really like you can't really claim you're green because you compensate like it's kind of a weird thing for us to so yeah. offsetting is like a secondary option so, so yeah yeah, but whereas, sorry. 
That's okay. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine what it takes to create the energy. You know, you're pulling something out of the earth or the infrastructure that's created to pull that oil out of the earth. And then it gets, goes through all these ginormously complex processes to be able to be performed into energy. You can't just plant a tree to take that energy out. You know, like you're comparing the output of carbon um, by, you know, powering something versus actually the entire infrastructure. And we actually need to be able to move towards a much more green infrastructure. We need to be putting our dollars, you know, in, into a opportunity that's, that makes it easy for people to be like, okay, cool. Like this is really valuable to the earth now because I, while I think offsetting programs can be beneficial, they are not equal to, um, yeah, what it takes, the infrastructure um, and the damage that's created of pulling it out of the earth in the first place. Yeah, so being green first, so using the right um, server, like a green, do you call it a green server? <laughs> yeah, green hosting. Or, yeah, yeah, we yeah. can call it that. Even, like, even a, a, we should uh, already like uh, compensate the green energy because even the green energy are emitting carbon uh, yeah. actually so it's kind of impossible it's, it's, to be carbon yeah, yeah. free yeah so, you know, like green 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 energy so like yeah so so then i guess at what point in a brand's journey then should they think about you know being or choosing the right platform you know if they've already got a website in place is that too late I think that it is not fair to say that everybody should move to be green right now. I think that um, obviously if there, if there's the time and the space and the money to move, I think that's the right time, but you know, you have to be a financially viable business before you can have the investment for that. And I do really believe in small businesses um, and like a much more distributed economy. So I, I really admire people that run their own businesses, but I, and I come from a long line of family businesses. I know, I know what, uh, how hard it can be. Um, but I mean, there's no, there's no real one time. I mean, whether you're a small young business or whether you're very well established, um, anyone can make the move. Uh, it's actually probably easier at the beginning than it is if you're much more established, but, um, yeah, anyone can make the move at any time. I wouldn't say that there's like one time to do that. Okay. So, do you think then so say for example me i've got a website and it's also on squarespace um would it be more efficient to kind of swap my internet provider um my i don't know build a website from scratch that is low carbon or do things like plant a tree um like offsetting which you said isn't necessarily the best way um, what would you recommend I do? It really depends if you have the um, time and the space and the money, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's not so much, like we said, it, we don't believe that just offsetting is the same as not producing the carbon in the first place. So um, when, when people have the time and the space, I think that's the time for them to um, actually move. Mm -hmm. But I don't think a low carbon website versus a website on Dirty energy plus trees planting um, is the is an equal game. What do you think? Uh, no, no, no. I think yeah, exactly that. Uh, you could also kind of iterate your switch and start by maybe look at your actual website on Squarespace. Try to make make it uh, lower 
like removing images or like compressing the image you have or yeah. uh, try to design it in another way or like mm. make the actual website lighter. Yeah. Uh, and when you have the time or like the, the budget for it, to build a new one, you can maybe start from the square space you have. I don't know. If you, you can't export on square space. I don't think so. You don't. Uh, but maybe you can just keep the same design and build it on another platform and uh, when you have the time and the budget and host, host it on a green server and like really plan, make a plan. Don't have to be like uh, everything at once. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a journey. It's like for everyone, like you can't be like totally, yeah. totally perfect. Uh, from a day to another one, uh, it's like it's a kind of a journey. Yeah. So the so the simple actions would be to change the images to lower res, maybe. Um, perhaps not having animated graphics or stuff that yeah takes more energy. Yeah. First, try to avoid video mm -hmm. uh, because this is really the the most uh, heavy thing, uh, heavy data. Like if you put, for example, a video on a website, you're going to like, uh, a website is around, it depends, but it could be around five, three and five megabytes, I would say. Yeah. And a video, if you, you can click on play and it's already five or 10 megabytes and like you, you continue to play and uh, like, I don't know, like a three minute video, it could be like 60 or 100 megabytes. Um, yeah, depend on the quality of, uh, but this is really intensive. Yeah. Uh, um, so and it's really yeah. like lowering your website is really relative to what your website was in the first place. So, you know, like a portfolio site could be, you know, 50% lower or 80% lower versus like a larger e-commerce site. They're not going to be the same, yeah. um, uh, like weight at the end, but they would have reduced a similar amount. So I think I think it's hard to get all to like a exact same size, but it's more about the percentage of reduction because there's lots of different industries. Some some will require yeah more images or um, yeah it's just depending on what on what your industry is. So so then for example organic basics, should we talk about that in terms of their lower impact? version so they've got their main site which has all the well it looks like high higher res images and graphics and stuff and then their lower impact site what do you do you have an opinion on how they've done it have they done it well or oh, you go you go, you go. Okay. um so i think it's a great website great exercise uh also this thing is a it's an kind of easy job for them because they sell basic uh, clothes. So like a white t-shirt, it's a white t-shirt. Uh, and then they can do what they did for the design. That means they put like just illustration. Uh, and after when you click, you can see the image, but it's even a low quality image. Mm -hmm. So it's work for basic e-shop. Uh, but if you have like, I don't know, dresses, like uh, uh, shoes or like products really like with colors and everything. You, you can't do what they, they did. So it's a super cool exercise. Uh, mm -hmm. But for me, the downside of that is like 
they didn't switch their uh, main website. So that means it's just for now like a marketing tool. It, yeah. It's super cool. Like, uh, like it's really good to communicate about uh, this problem, but could be even uh, more cool to have like really that as the main website. Yeah. Yeah, that's the challenging thing about it. It's like a really great example of a low carbon website, but I would like to see like how many clothes or products they actually have sold yeah. um, using this material, you know, like using this philosophy. I think that it is, there's a there is a middle ground between what they did. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are lots of examples of, of websites, uh, lots of use cases, sorry, that you could use a website like that. But yeah, as Nico said, um, the, the most important thing, well, a very important thing to a small business owner is that they have something that's um, good for their brand and that converts well. Mm. And, and so, like, there's a, a combination between the two. But, yeah, it's a good marketing exercise of Organic Basics, but at the same time, now they have two websites. And I, and I think one is a marketing <laughs> piece and the other is where yeah. they sell clothes. Yeah, like, just wondering if it, it would actually make a difference in the end because, yeah, like you said, they've got two websites now. Why not just have... I bought from Organic Basics and I bought from their normal website. I didn't actually, you know, I didn't go through that because, you know, it's, it's just hard to, yeah. hard to buy just like that. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to um, kind of ask them the results. Um, yeah. I'm hoping maybe. <laughs> but I admire them, but I, hopefully I, I think it's probably an experiment and mm -hmm. I think that we might see an evolution of something later on um, because, you know, it's, they're obviously like very committed to finding out what works for them um, in a more low carbon way. So I think it's just a first step. And I, I, yeah, it was really cool for us to see because it was like a bigger place um, kind of, yeah, doing this as well. So. Yeah. I think it might be, well, I think it's one of the only um, lower impact e-commerce sites on Shopify. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it'd be it would really interesting to see um, the difference and how many people like, shop or make a purchase on the lower impact site in comparison to the other one yeah like now that i've bought i might just go to the lower impact site yes. know what they have already but um yeah. That's it. yeah maybe it's returning customers that will go to the lower impact site mm. um and then new customers will yeah use the main one um because it because they are basic um items and like you know once you find out that you like it it's yeah you may as well go to the lower impact and choose that item again um the experience is pretty cool because i don't know if you did that but it, when you order on the low uh, website because i ordered also but i did i wanted to see like the whole journey and actually mm -hmm. the email they send you at the end mm -hmm. uh, is even designed in a low way mm -hmm. they don't use any image or like weird character or stuff like that. Uh, it's really low and it's pretty cool design. Just with characters, uh, it's pretty cool. So. Yeah. so the entire journey, even at post, like after purchasing then, but with the yeah. receipts and stuff. Um, Only if you order on the low uh, yeah. version of the website. Yeah, interesting. Hmm, and I wonder like, in terms of social media then because if they're you know they've got the lower impact website the lower impact emails i wonder what their their approaches on social media um and then that brings me to a social media question which is um we've noticed that you're not on social media as much um 
is that because they're bad for the planet or is it just a personal choice? Well, Nico's not on any social media because... I mean, no, I'm on just like, I'm start fighting against social media. But it's more like, more like uh, it's not about the carbon, it's more like uh, ethical. Uh, yeah, the power dynamics. The, the power and like what's happened like recently with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and like what Facebook did or didn't actually. Uh, when like, so Trump uh, tweet, like not tweet, but send a message. It was like, uh, when the shooting start, no, when the looting yeah. start, the shooting starts. And like, actually, uh, I think Twitter flagged the, the message, but Facebook did nothing. And I start to realize like, wow, well, this is weird. And I did some research and I had a look and like some thinking and I realized like, for example, the the far far right movement are like super strong because of social media and in particular on Facebook. Like, but I, but so, I was, yeah, yeah. I just finished that part, and so I, I start like trying to boycott on my side. Like, so I remove my Instagram account and uh, Facebook and WhatsApp, so yeah. I came back again because some parts are really difficult to not live with. Yeah, it's so like, hard. WhatsApp. It's really hard. Uh, but just like realize the, the power of this platform and uh, like in other way also Black Lives Matters is really important also because of social media so in a good way also yeah, uh, but yeah, and, yeah I think I think that um, like the power the control of these large internet companies is like way it's way too imbalanced and I really want to like promote, um, well, help, help our communities promote a more distributed way of how we connect online on social media. Cause I believe in social media. I think it's a great way to communicate. Mm -hmm. um, however, like I deleted my Insta uh, Facebook, sorry. Yeah. Maybe a year and a half ago. Cause I was so fed up with um, the way that they do business and the way that they like, um, you know, they really market on like bad feelings of anxiety and loneliness. And like, they really try mm -hmm. to just promote this like over consuming behavior. And I think that that is just so, I don't know if you know the work of Tristan Harris and he does um, like the Humane Tech Society in, the, in San Francisco. And yeah, it's just incredible how they really design a tool like Facebook um, to be towards our like animalistic behavior of like do dopamine and like, and how we kind of get these um, highs from this. And yeah, I, I much prefer social media that will promote hum human connection. And so I still, for me personally, I'm still on Instagram. Um, and we haven't actually done any Halo social media yet, just because it hasn't really been a priority for us. Like we, we really um, like, I've been in this, realm of sustainability and system change and uh social equality yeah for probably like eight or nine years um and so like yeah just from all the places that i've worked and collaborated with and design projects i've just got like quite a big large network as as nika has so we're like, for us in our business right now um it's we don't need to be on on social media channels and to be honest like I think that we kind of went way too much on the other side from, from having no social media to kind of like just be spending like a hundred hours a week on it every week. Mm. You know, some people do. Um, 
it's just so unhealthy and I, and I, and I want to find a way that social media has a, has a role in our society, but is not a controlling force. And I think at the moment it just feels too controlling. So I, I look forward to um, more platforms that might emerge in the future that, you know, for example, like doesn't own your data. I mean, it seems so simple to like have a tool. Mm. I would love to use a Facebook uh, tool like Facebook, but I don't accept that they, own everything that I do online. So it's very, um, I look forward to the entrepreneurial spirits of some more ethical founders that will build, yeah. build products like this. Cause I think we're, we're all be keen for it, but at the moment, like there's only like three things and yeah. it's just crazy. I watched the antitrust, well actually Nico watched all of it. I watched some of the antitrust hearings. I, 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 I only watched some of the antitrust hearing of like Google, Facebook, Amazon, um, Apple. 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 Um, it was frightening. It's really frightening how much power they have and how just they give like zero yeah. Yeah. actual <laughs> like community involvement and stuff like that. So sorry, that was a bit of a rant. This is something <laughs> I was really passionate about. <laughs> I love it. That's great. I, I was just thinking then, um, so an alternative to Google, for example, is Ecosia, I think it's called. And um, you know that one probably. Yeah. They don't store your data. So maybe they will come up with a social media platform that doesn't, <laughs> or someone. Yeah, along maybe, or like we could have also like, be nice to have like a decentralized platform. Mm. If you think about emails, yeah. like you can choose your provider of email, like, and there is like a protocol yeah. And like from one services to the other one, like there is like communication, but it's not like on only one. And you st you're still able to send messages between the, the providers. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, the idea would be to have something like that. And there is like little ones, like uh, there is one called Mastodon, which is kind of Twitter. Okay. Um, what? How do you spell that? Um, Mastodon, so it's uh, M A S T A D O N. Yeah. Oh, yes, um, cool. we'll yeah, in. there's some really cool tools coming up. Like, I've seen some yeah. interesting social networks. Um, but the problem is, like, for example, um, they're on WhatsApp, uh, so there is like a really cool application called uh, Signal, uh, which is kind of it's the same as WhatsApp, it's a message um, app. But the problem is like there is no one there. Like you have to ask your friends to come here and to use it. Mm. So that's the main problem, like the centralization of like when you, you you met some people, they ask for the your WhatsApp account or stuff like that. And yeah. this is really like But that annoying. might change again. Yeah, yeah, yeah it might change. WhatsApp yeah, yeah, no, for ago. sure. Yeah. For sure. It takes time and um <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to add about the carbon uh, impact of social media. Yeah. Uh, more on the technical side, I would say. So first there is like the same thing as Google. Uh, they all claim uh, they are green or like I think Facebook says they are 100% green, but the same as Google, like I uh, think as they compensate and also like they, like they give space for like uh, climate denial or stuff like that. So like it's not, it's, it's weird. And also there is a lot of video like on Instagram, there is the stories and stuff, and it uses a lot, a lot of data. So, uh, so in that way, it's not really good for that. Um, I think to have a good social media, it could be around like um, 
curating what you want to say and just really being careful about your message and not 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 so much like being careful what you have to say but maybe not using three posts to say one thing yeah yeah just being really to the point and yeah exactly and we're just hard in the yeah. in the like mess that we have of just like so much stuff coming through but yeah. and maybe yeah maybe you don't have to say anything every 10 minutes yeah 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 <laughs> like get on with your day yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, don't worry about what other people are looking at you for. Um, but like, I just wonder how, because being passionate about, you know, saving the planet and I've, I feel like my way of getting my message across at the moment is through this community, which just so happens to be on Facebook or Instagram. And I don't know, do you have any other what, like suggestions of how, people can make an impact without using social media because they do have so much control and that's where everybody is. How would you get, put your message across instead? I think the most important thing is to try and affect the community around you. Mm -hmm. I think that like, while we think that everybody is on social media, there's also a lot of people not on social media. And um, I think the most powerful thing is to rally the pe your community, your family, your, um, you know, like when we both lived at Precious Plastic, like we lived, we met and lived with 40 to 50 to 60 people, you know, all like dead passionate about the environment. But um, I don't know, I think, I think while it's really helpful to engage in an online community, which I do too, like it's something that I, um, I still do. Um, and, but I don't know, I think there's nothing compared to um, spending time with people face to face, um, you know, rallying local movements, local food movements, mm. local localization movements. Um, it's really, um, and, I, and there's really this, con this concept around like pleasure activism, which to be a happy and grounded and connected human being is actually a method of being an activist because everything around us in society is trying to feed off our anxieties, trying to feed off what we're insecure about, trying to feed off our loneliness and our, you know, like our discontent with what we've achieved so far. Like that's, that's what I think is um, really driving this uh, over consuming, like very much um, against the planet, against this linear economy is like, I don't know, just to, to work on ourselves and to be spend with our communities and to maybe not want our businesses to, you know, earn X amount of hundreds of thousands or, you know, just, just what is the enough for you? And like, kind of just like bring it down a level. I feel like the, the last period of growth has just been so focused on, you know, the individual rather than the whole of our communities and our ecosystems. And yeah, it just, it's, it's much more, um, you know, controversial, I think, to be a happy and grounded person that doesn't need to buy a whole lot of stuff. Like, but at the same time, like, I know that there are small businesses that need to sell stuff, but I don't know, like, I've been in e-commerce before and I've had several um, goes at, you know, this type of thing. And, you know, it's, it's about like, yeah, getting what we need and, and not more than that. And I think that um, engaging in local movements and local communities is just an amazing form of activism. Yeah. I love that and and I always like I feel now I'm happiest actually when I have just enough like now I enjoy decluttering my life and just you know thinking do I really need this no well don't buy it <laughs> even if all these ads are telling me to 
no, <laughs> I'm not going to do it because it's, it's not going to make me happier. It's not, you know, and just thinking about the planet more and just being more conscious about everything that I do basically. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah. And if you do produce things and if you do sell things, then, you know, do it because people want to buy it and not because you're trying to sell them an idea or a, a, like a, something that, I don't know, it might not last, you know, it's much, much more like I buy things. I'm not saying that like we should never buy things ever again, but I think that there can be a much more holistic relationship between people making things to sell and then, th and then people buying them. And I believe in economy and I believe in enterprise. I just don't think that we need to like work our entire lives to fill our houses with crap. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just going to look at, see if there's any questions that we haven't answered, but I think what, okay. So what is the number one tip that you could give to everyone when they're designing their website to make it, you know, more carbon friendly, more environmentally friendly out of all the tips that you've just given? Uh, okay, so yeah, all the tips because the first one is the hosting for sure. Uh, because just to, to come back to that, mm -hmm. uh, like the carbon intensity between the two energies, like classic one and renewable one, and like it's like it's a huge difference. Isn't that like nineteen times or something? Yeah, maybe nineteen. I don't know. Like we did like quick like um, calculation, about like mm -hmm. a, a page we we did we designed recently. Uh, oh no, no, actually it was about the actual page they got. So it's a page around 10 megabytes. And so if it's run on uh, non-renewable non energy, like this page, if it's visited by 10,000 people each month for a year, you need 47 trees to compensate Ooh. the emission. But if it's run in, on renewable energy, I think it's uh, between three and four trees. A huge difference like 10 times so just that and that is one website that's not very yeah. big and only visited by 10,000 so you can imagine like the news websites the like all the e-commerce all these big it's Netflix. just like ginormous, ginormous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. makes me so sad <laughs> so, so this is really the, the first step and after that so for sure no video if you can yeah um, and after really try to focus on the content and like not putting everything actually it's really also design and like a, a it's really philosophy, it's yeah. a philosophy and really good for your communication mm -hmm. because online the att attention span of people is really really small yeah so if you send like thousands of messages and you put like I don't know many images like a lot of image like mm -hmm. you're losing people and uh, but if you focus really on like your main message and you put one or two images, maybe it's way more efficient and it's going to be lighter, actually. Yeah, I really believe that, like, it's not even about low carbon, but, like, you know, having a really good strategy around how you're communicating your message is actually good for the planet because if you can reduce that, you can reduce people understanding what you do very quickly. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's also a very big tool that we use um, is by starting with the communication, which doesn't seem like a low carbon thing to do, but um, it's really, really, really helpful in uh, making sure that it's curated and well-received and easy to understand. And Yeah, because the less time they're on your site thinking what, do, what is it that you actually are offering, 
then the less impact. You're less, and you're less tempted to use more images to break up the, the content because you know yeah. no one has a big stream of lines. They have animations and they have images and they have like all this other stuff. So yeah, it's um, it's definitely an exercise in trying to achieve that. And an easy win also is to compress well the images. Mm -hmm. uh, there is good tools online. Like one, it's called Tiny uh, PNG. Uh, you can, I can, yeah, you can go there and like you just uh, drag and drop your images and you compress it and you can really, really win a lot of data. I think that's also good for SEO. <laughs> just as a side note. Yeah, 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 no, for sure, because if your website is uh, fast, I think yeah. uh, Google likes it. It's like a load speed. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking then as well, you know, if, you, if you're, you know, when you look at Google Analytics and you've got the bounce rate percentage, actually, now that might, if I looked at that now, I might think, oh, that's quite good, because if they're not spending <laughs> too much time on my site, maybe it's good. <laughs> Instead of thinking, oh no, where are they going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you could have like the same use of bandwidth, but with more people, because you're like you have better communication, like you drive more people to your website. But as because your website is lighter, yeah, uh, like you just use the same amount, yeah. so it's like a win-win. Cool. So, um, what are some examples of the websites that you've built so who are your typical customers I, I wouldn't say that we actually have a typical customer because we do work across um yeah people that are just willing to go low so um at the moment we're doing a e-commerce store like it's sustainable fashion um and that has been a very amazing and interesting journey um, <laughs> Because, you know, it's a lot about taking them along the journey as well. It's just like a conversation like this. And sometimes there's friction because there's a very standard way of presenting these types of things. But um, we did that. We did um, an organization. It's actually my organization. Um, it's like an NGO uh, based uh, in and around India and women's work over there. And so we were able to, yeah, that was amazing. We, were able, we took that from Squarespace and we put it onto... Um, our own custom site and the reduction was just ginormous um, and that was really around removing a lot of images and um, yeah really making sure that the messages and the news and the updates and the information was very loud and clear um, we're doing this um, yeah do you want to talk about some projects the exhibition yeah um, yeah we're working right now on, uh, on an exhibition doing the website for the exhibition uh, it's around imagination and uh, how imagination works with design. Basically, uh, there is like example of illustration, like from like 50 years ago or something like that, where people were ima imagining the, the world today. Mm -hmm. uh, like, for example, with like a TV in the pocket, which is actually now our phones, uh, and how we can, like, imagination can drive the design and the society actually. And it's pretty amazing because we have to like use use we have to do an immersive experience, um, but in as low as possible way. Mm. Um, so you know, it's it's not so much like yeah, definitely not lots of videos, but yeah, lots of text animations and um, things yeah, like that. Um, and and with like now 
like so we start to have like really like at the beginning of hello and we start to have some clients and which is i found myself pretty cool is we have uh different type of websites like an e-commerce website like an immersive website yeah. and we can really test uh this uh, idea of design philosophy, like yeah. philosophy and like because it's not about building the lowest website uh, ever like because this is easy like you do like our own like the hello website is actually just text and that's it but like for e-commerce websites you can't do that for immersive uh, experience like you you can't do like that so it's not like building the lowest possible I mean the lowest possible yeah, the, for that case yeah and trying relative, to yeah. to still do it be able to do like uh, e-commerce websites but trying to re really lower the impact of that kind of website yeah yeah and we're about to do like a big big organization website which might be like a hundred pages or something so like that's going to be very different to the ngo website we did for me which is literally like five pages so yeah the goal is not to get to a certain level but more of a percentage decrease and like mm. show because because not many people are doing this in the industry right now so we really want to have the best examples put forward for how the internet can be like this is what me and Nico say to each other. Like we love the internet. We've like we've been on the internet for fifteen plus years, um, and it can be a really sustainable place. Um, it's just at the moment it's just like hurtling towards um, not that. So um, yeah, it's more about the approach and the philosophy and the combination of our, who we work with plus the plus what we think it should be, mm. and then kind of like arriving at a new de destination. Mm, that's really cool so it depends on the type of website and yeah so just decreasing the percentage in rather than being like let's get it to zero but yeah, 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 <laughs> that no, way no. you've got that would be easy just like <laughs> don't, don't have a website <laughs> yeah just don't have one yeah oh cool and yeah oh. obviously we we try to work with like yeah sustainable companies yeah, and like all. That's yeah, we goal. don't yeah. work for oil companies, for example, <laughs> yeah. not at all. Don't even call us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what would you say that your, that your mission is then to lower the impact as much as possible on the, mm. internet, the internet? Make the internet a better place. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do think there is two, can, two missions. There is the design part, the web design part, which is really trying to, as we said, like, making the internet a better place and a greener place uh, if we can say it like that mm -hmm. and i do believe there is like a mission which is helping the brands or organization uh, to have a better communication and like to to win actually to to win uh, their hearts and minds of their viewers uh, and, yeah yeah uh, we didn't we haven't really talked about that but like obviously part of our work is the website reduction and the low design but definitely a big chunk of it is is like reimagining, reimagining their branding and reimagining their strategy and their communication and like how they can, yeah, communicate in a much more um, connective way towards mm. finding the people that are their crews and communities and, and mm. stuff like that, which is also very, we think is like quite um, an important part of moving the internet to a better place because then it just feels less cluttered and people kind of know what they're looking for and. Um, yeah, I feel like by simplifying websites or the internet, um, it, it will actually make people a lot happier because you're not having to trawl through all this information and all this noise. 
um, to get what you're looking for. It's just, it, it will make it easier for everyone, I think. And mm. at the same time, yeah, saving the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Win-win. Yeah. Exactly. Let's do that. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Put that on the site if you want. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you. Um, did you have any questions for me or for the community? Or anything that you'd like to just tell everybody? I think it can feel a bit scary when you, like learn how bad the internet can be um but i do i think we both believe that um there is a bright future for a place like this and it is much about the design and the communication it's also about the infrastructure it's also about the parts that we might not have visibility on so um yeah we just kind of want to make it easier for other people to do and in fact we come from a very open source like background, um, Precious Plastic was all open source. So once we get up and running, I do really want to publish a bit more around like what, what brands can do. If they don't, you know, if they can't kind of go through a big redesign, you know, I'd, I'd really like to help out the community um, as a whole to say, you know, these are the things that we can, you know, start working on together. And it's, it's less about having a hundred halos, a thousand halo sites. It's, it's more about the internet moving in a direction that is more sustainable more connected um so yeah hopefully sometime next year um we'll have a bit more content around like how we think that um we can kind of help people in a more um community-led way mm, cool and we can we can do it together um because together we're stronger um and so you mentioned something else then um precious plastics Mm -hmm. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Um, I know that it's really cool, so you can tell everyone. Um, Precious Plastic is um, an open source collaborative project designing and building machines to recycle plastic. So it was started by a guy named Dave Hackens, um, yeah, maybe four or five or six years ago. Um, and he started building some machines, some like really lo-fi machines. He saw that the recycling machines were very complicated convoluted they need you know like the whole recycling municipality recycling system was very difficult to um kind of get your head around and he was a designer working in this area so he made these really simple machines that one would shred plastic one would extrude it one would um like squish it into a sheet and um anyway so he put these plans online open source so people around the world could um download them and like thousands of people did over the years um, and they iterated on them and they sent their plans back. And so the machines have gone through several versions and um, last year, or actually 2018, he did a big call out for version four and over a hundred people came um, over the year um, to contribute to whether it be machines, whether it be like solutions to waste as in like biomaterials or bio, or not bioplastic, but um, biodegradable materials. Um, what else do people do? Product design. Mm -hmm. We did the, the digital tools. Cooking. Um, cooking, cooking chefs. There were lots of helpers around. Um, and so, yeah, it was, um, and it's been adopted. And now it's kind of like a pretty amazing resource. Like you can, you can even like buy entire workspaces now um, if you want. So it's kind of for plastic entrepreneurs. So if you kind of want to make a bit of a dent in your local community, you can go onto the Precious Plastic website and see how you can contribute. Maybe you want to start a workspace as in you want to collect plastic and you want to like produce products or you want to sell something. And um, 
there's a, just a ginormously active and supportive community online that are all trying to help each other um, learn how to decentralize plastic recycling around the world. So it's, um, it's pretty amazing. It's a pretty cool community. I definitely recommend having a look if anyone's interested in, in it. Definitely. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Um, that was really, really insightful. Um, I hope all the questions have been answered. Um, awesome. Yeah, thank you. Did you want to add anything, Nico? No. No? Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah, it was great to talk to you, and thanks for setting it up. Thank and, you. Um, yeah, looking forward to making the internet a better place. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs>